I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl too, because I use CoverGirl Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation, America's number one anti-aging foundation brand. Simply Ageless is skincare and makeup in one. It instantly reduces the look of wrinkles and even skin tone. With hyaluronic complex and vitamin C for plump skin and a healthy youthful glow. So be a cover girl like me and me and get better skin at any age. Try Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation from easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Hey everybody, this is Nomar. Before we get this episode started, I just wanted to let everybody know that I have a special guest on. I recorded them using Skype, so the audio quality will sound a little bit different. And at the window there's the figure of a tall thin man. So I'll grab my crappy little torch and I ran. Someone called Tim Burton. Cause it's really quite the scene Yeah, I thought that this was Christmas But it feels like Halloween Someone called Tim Burton Cause it's really quite the scene Yeah, I thought that this was Christmas But it feels like Halloween You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic Unconceivable, unbelievable Unidentified flying objects I want to Welcome to this special holiday bonus episode of the I Wanna Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavic. Wow, the holiday season is finally upon us. Last month, we brought you four scary stories to enjoy after a big Thanksgiving meal. So this time around, fire up the old Yule Log because you'll need the light to keep you from getting scared. Also, once again, I invited Valerie along to share in these strange and spooky holiday stories. Val, what do you gotta say? Hi, Nomar. Thanks so much for having me back again for one of the best times of the year as far as holidays and spookiness. I am an empath, a medium, an author, um, kind of all around interested in all these spooky things that we talk about. So happy to be here and looking forward to sharing some stories. We're still quite lucky to have her. Thanks, Val. All right. Before we get to some stories, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. My brand new book, Granite Skies, is now available for purchase. You can get that at the Greenhand Bookshop in Portland, Maine, and you can also get a signed copy from my online store while supplies last. Everything can be found at allmylinks.com slash Slevic, or just click the link from the show notes. All right, enough of all that. Let's get into some holiday horror. Val? All stories from this episode are from various subreddit forums and are presented as first-person narratives and will be read as such. While we cannot speak to the veracity of these stories, we do hope they scare you. I was playing hide-and-seek with the other little kids from my mom's village in Western Samoa. We were at the church in the graveyard area. I was quite young then, so I always followed my older cousin around. It was the middle of the night. Most of the kids were used to hiding anywhere in the dark. I wasn't used to it, as I was only there for the Christmas holiday. I actually live in Australia. Since we were all hiding in the graveyard, we were able to find our way around in the light cast by the church. 
We hid in the shadows and waited for the boy who was it. We could hear him coming, so we kept quiet. The boy was pretty loud. We wondered what he was making a fuss about, so we went to see. We saw him laying on the floor of the church, apparently passed out. We ran to get his parents. His mother burst out crying when she saw him. She must have thought he was dead. We assured her that he was breathing. His father scooped him up and they all left. He told us later that he had walked into the church as he thought that's where his brother was hiding. He saw a boy standing right at the front of the altar. He didn't know if it was his brother because the boy's back was turned. He ran up and tapped the boy on the shoulder. As soon as he did, the strange boy disappeared and our friend fainted. We never played in the graveyard at night again. We later found out that the boy's brother had been home the whole time. He hadn't been to the church at all. What really scared us was that the boy who fainted has been ill since that night and still hasn't recovered. Whoever was in the church that night must have been pretty mad that we disturbed him. Uh, that reminds me of symptoms that some people report when encountering black-eyed children. That's creepy. Okay, have you ever had the feeling that something wasn't quite right? This next story takes that to a whole new level. Meeting my ex-girlfriend's family during the holidays was the worst weekend of my life. They lived in a different state than us. We're on Long Island, New York, and they're in Vermont. Our relationship was still kind of new, but she seemed to think it was serious enough for her parents to invite the two of us up for the holidays. Kaylee, my ex-girlfriend, had a really small family, so apparently it would just be the two of us, her brother and her parents. Pulling up to the house was a pleasant surprise. It was beautiful and stood on a huge, well-kept property secluded from any other houses. As Kaylee and I got out of my truck, her parents came out on the porch to greet us. First impressions, they seemed friendly, but something seemed off. The father didn't smile, but he shook my hand, patted me on the back, and said it was great to meet me. The mother hugged me, showing a lot more emotion, but something about her face was a bit off-putting. She had an exaggerated, wide smile. The house was as beautiful inside as it was outside. It had a wooden lodge type of atmosphere to it. A little while later, I met Kaylee's brother, Paul, who had just arrived home from work. He was a really socially awkward dude, but some people just are, and I didn't think too much about it. We then had dinner, which was awkward at certain moments, but other than that, it was kind of normal. After dinner, we watched a movie in the living room. I tried not to make eye contact, but I could tell Paul kept looking at me for extended periods of time on a few different occasions. At one point, I finally looked back at him and we locked eyes for like three seconds, and then he turned back to the TV. He was giving me the most judgmental stare I'd ever seen. At the end of the night, Kaylee and I were in the guest room, which had an attached bathroom. She was in there when I saw that she had gotten a text from her mom. For some reason, feeling a bit snoopy, I read it. Side note here, uh, just want to say that it is never cool to look and snoop in someone else's phone. It's a massive violation of their privacy. I just wanted to point that out there. Okay, back to the show. 
It was not at all what I was expecting and it changed the whole night completely. Briefly, on the screen it said, text from mom, do you think he suspects anything yet? But the message quickly switched to a new message. I wanted to read what was said, but her phone was password protected and I could not read further. My heart was pumping now. Kaylee came back into the room. I kinda gave her the cold shoulder because my mind was racing. She seemed to notice. She then texted on her phone for a bit before turning out the lamp and going to sleep. I couldn't sleep though. I was rolling around for hours, wondering what that text meant. I wanted to know if it was about me and what the hell was up with her brother. It was exactly 2 in the morning when I heard Kaylee get out of bed, but she was doing so very quietly. Normally I'd find this to be a kind gesture, but under the circumstances, I was finding this suspicious now. I didn't move. I pretended to still be asleep. I heard her come to my side of the bed and stand there for a few moments, then leave the room and walk downstairs. I then heard someone else walk downstairs and then another. Something was going on. I snuck over to the top of the stairs to listen to what was going on. There was a bunch of talking, but in very low voices. I walked down a few stairs quietly. The talking was coming from the dining room, and it sounded like they were planning something. I heard Kaylee say something like, When I go back up, you stand by the door. Then I heard her brother say something, but I couldn't make it out. It really started to hit me about what was going on. I went back to the room. I gathered all my stuff to leave. As I grabbed my keys, I noticed something in the corner of the room and turned the lamp on. Sitting in the chair in the corner of the room was Kaylee's father. He had a blank expression on his face and he just stared at me. I screamed at least four times, you are all crazy, as I ran to my car. I floored it and didn't stop once, except for gas. While at the gas station, I checked my phone and saw that Kaylee had texted me saying, what the fuck happened? I didn't respond. Not until later that night when I got home, I wrote back, I don't know what you and your sick family were planning on doing to me. I don't want to know. Don't ever contact me again or come near me again, and I won't report this. I said that only because I knew there was no proof for what happened or was about to happen. She never replied. That was intense. But this next story might have you thinking twice before going out to dinner during the holidays. This story takes place four years ago, and it still haunts me to this day. It was on the evening of December 25th, and my family and I were driving home from a fancy restaurant. After about 20 minutes of driving, my dad stopped at a gas station to get some cigarettes, and my sister, brother, and mother all got out to pee. I stayed in the car as I had already gone before we left. I decided to play a few games on my phone, and when I glanced at the time, I saw that 10 minutes had passed. I started to wonder what was taking them so long. As soon as I peered out the car window, I saw a man staring at our car. The man startled me as I didn't know how long he'd been there. What made it even more unnerving is that it was this plain blank stare, no expression whatsoever. He was about five foot nine and looked to be middle-aged. Once he saw me notice him, he started walking towards the car and I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't scared. Luckily, my dad came back with the rest of the family just as the man took a couple steps. 
When he got in the car, my dad apologized and told me that he'd been in an argument with the cashier. I didn't care. I was just glad that my dad was back in the car. I took another glance at the man outside and he was still staring, but this time he had an annoyed look on his face. We drove off and for the rest of the car ride, I couldn't stop thinking about that man. Later that night, I was watching YouTube while everyone else slept and luckily for me, a storm was raging over us. I enjoy storms. It makes me cozy as I'm laying in bed. I put my phone down and just enjoyed the ambiance. But that didn't last for long. Out of nowhere, something crashed through my window. It scared me so much that I nearly fell out of bed. I thought a bird must have smashed into the window, but when I parted the blinds, what I saw next haunted me. I saw a man standing out by my parents' cars, looking up at my room. It was the same man that I saw at the gas station. Only this time, when our eyes met, he grinned. Being the 14-year-old I was, I did the only thing I could think of and screamed at the top of my lungs. My dad came running down the stairs and entered my room. Why the fuck are you screaming, he said. I told him about the man and I explained everything that had happened. My dad grabbed a baseball bat and told me to call the police. After 10 minutes, the police turned up outside our house and found the man in our shed. He got arrested and that was the last time I saw him. The next day, my dad inspected the house and we found the handle of our back door had been damaged but not completely broken. This gives me an eerie feeling as if he actually managed to get in. He could have harmed us or possibly killed us. Well, that's terrifying. So how about we close this holiday episode with something near and dear to my heart, UFOs. It was Christmas Eve, 1971. I was an airman first class assigned to the 1881st Communication Squadron at the huge U.S. Air Force Base at Cam Ranh Bay, Vietnam. It was about 11.30 p.m. I was walking west on the lane that would take me to the base chapel for midnight mass. The sky was clear. Cameron Bay was only a couple of degrees latitude north of the equator. For a kid who grew up in upstate New York, it was a bit discomforting because we were too far south to see common constellations. On my walk, I saw the Big Dipper in the northern sky. As I looked into the western sky, I could see the constellation Perseus, and above that, Taurus. High in the sky above them was the constellation Orion, with its left shoulder star of Betelgeuse bright as ever. Suddenly, I saw a bright star-like object zooming from north across the western sky just below Taurus. My first impression was like, oh, it's a meteor or perhaps some fighter jet. Then the object just stopped. It hovered there below Taurus for perhaps a minute or two, and then it seemed to dance or dart around before it dashed off toward the south at tremendous speed until it just winked out. I was 19 years old. I didn't know what to think. About all I could say was, wow. 
During midnight mass, I was not with the program at all. I kept replaying what I saw over and over again in my head, fearing my Air Force peers would think I was intoxicated or worse, nuts. I kept the sighting to myself for many years, until I shared it about 15 years ago to a couple of close friends. I'll never forget the UFO that I saw on Christmas Eve. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Valerie LaFasso. I'm Nomar Slavic. Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.